Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Walking Dead TV podcast. This is Russ. I have Rich and a vacationing Aaron Newworth. Hey there. Bonjour, mon ami. See. <laughs> is this going to be all eight weeks of this? Is this what we're doing for eight weeks? I'm surprised we haven't done it more. Uh, fair <laughs> point. <laughs> um, so, yeah, here we are. Daryl Dixon, season one, episode two. I could say season one. I like that. I don't have to just say episode whatever. I can actually put the season in there. Um, Alouette. It's always best with seasoning. Yes, true. Uh, Alouette is the name of this episode. So I'm, I'm assuming these are all going to have French titles. I would, uh, I, I well, would it's disagree. because during this one, they sing the, I'd be disappointed if they didn't all have French titles. I'm pretty sure they do. I think I saw the list. Yeah. I've seen like the next couple. Yeah. Yeah. At least one of them better have something to do with toast. <laughs> okay. Sure. <laughs> not, not baguettes. Not baguettes. <laughs> no, well, baguettes made into French toast. There you go. All right. Um, no news this week. Nothing. Uh, not surprisingly, there's not much Hollywood news in general. Um, but but yeah, nothing nothing new on any fronts that we have um, coming up. Yeah, the strikes are still ongoing. Still going. All right. So we start episode two, and this is, I, I guess I'll call this like a Sister Isabel-centric episode. Sure. Um, where we the flashbacks get a, are all about her. So. Yeah, the flashbacks are all about her. Um, it took me half a second to realize that that this was Isabel um, that we we're watching at the at the beginning. <laughs> okay, baseball in this year. <laughs> yes, very, very much so. I, what, because she wasn't wearing the penguin outfit? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I just... Yeah, it took me. It took me a minute. Uh, um, I love that they did this and opened it with this. I thought it because, like I've said for years, I've wanted to see what the falling of the world was like in other parts of the world, and boom, there we got it in France, and it, it was yeah. kind of cool to see. And I think they pulled it off very well. Yep. So we start with this is clearly before society falls, and as we'll find out very shortly, this is as pretty much as it's happening, like yep. as, as the, the night that this is all going down. Um, we see Isabel; she's at a party um, at like one of those, you know, kind of like it almost feels like one of those succession parties, like they're they're having in the penthouse, you know, at some building. Yeah, um, a lot of you know, and and uh, old Isabel's partying hardy, as it were. Um, uh, drinking drugs the whole nine yards. Uh, and, and we find out she's... I'm sorry? She's scam scam. Yeah, as you're about to say. Go, go on. Yes. Uh, we find out that she's a thief. Um, uh, she picked up a couple of Rolexes. Yeah, watches, jewelry. cash, cards, the whole nine yards. Um, and so she leaves this party. Um, she's out in the, the streets, and we see that things start falling apart, where there's commotion, and then, you know, of course, you see you know, car accidents. The coolest bit was when she was down on the, the the subway, and you could see the outbreak happening on the subway as the train started to leave, and you could see like all those people smacking against the window as yeah. the train went. By. Well, and then that was a real got cool. A couple of cars down, it hadn't hit them yet, and they're still looking back like what's going on. Yeah, and so it, I mean, it was like that was really cool. Well done, very well done. Yeah, yeah, I really. I really dug the again. I, I like when the show does things that are visually interesting. Yeah. Um. So so to so kind of sh- to to pull that off, I thought I thought was really really well done. Yeah. Um. 
turns out she goes outside. There's a ma- so the 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 guy Quinn that picks her up. He was the dude on the boat, right? Yeah, like we saw him. La- I was last wondering episode. that because I I was sitting there thinking towards the end of the episode. I'm like, wouldn't it be cool if suddenly she runs into this guy? You know, twelve years later after the, and then I got thinking about it, and I was like, wait, was he one of the guys on the boat? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that was from what I understand. Yeah, so he picks her up the Mercedes, um, and you know things are just going crazy, and they take off. Um, and then that's the that that's that's what we get for our open. Um, we cut to the modern day, and uh, Daryl and and the crew are picking out their route to France. Did, as they did, um, you skip over her sister? Or is that later? They did that. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So they're picking their route on how they're going to get to Paris, and you know him, Daryl and. Uh, Isabel are bickering a little bit about you know well this route is a little you know slower but it's safer that that kind of bit um, and and so they bicker about that um, so then we cut this is where we cut back and um, it's Isabel again and they drive up to her house and she goes inside starts just pulling whatever valuables cash whatever she could find um, and her sister's there and um, and she grabs her and they and they take off. Um, and then they cut back to, we cut back to, to Daryl and crew and they're, they're kind of traveling. They got like a, this, um, uh, like a wagon and a donkey and stuff. And again, another, another, uh, another good interaction with Daryl and the kid. And they start talking about the different kind of death that they find. <laughs> and Laurent asked Daryl, what kind of death do you, would, would you want? And Daryl goes, how about a quiet, a quiet, one? A quiet one? How about a quiet one? Yeah. Why? 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 I got to snarl more. Yeah. They all give him a look yes. too. It was like, "Come on, Daryl." <laughs> <laughs> so again, that was like two, two for two on Daryl on the one-liners with the kid. Um. So then, as they're traveling, of course, the donkey starts to get spooked. There's a bunch of walkers. It's making a. I love that they made it a donkey and not a horse because a horse would maybe not be. Uh, so loud, so the donkey obviously is making donkey noises. Well, they needed something to um, act like an ass. True. And it's French. I mean, there's more donkeys. In, like, Europe in general is a sure. more donkey place. Les <laughs> Muel. Are you being speciest, uh, Aaron? No, I'm pointing at, like, when I think of, like, European countries, like, donkeys tend to be, like, the, the pack animal that's more around there compared to horses. Yes. No, no, I know. I'm, I'm giving well, it. stop it. Um, That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm giving you a hard time. They also they make great to companions to ogres. Obviously. Yes. Um, so Daryl realizes, like, this donkey's going to be the death of them if they don't do something about it. So he, loosed, he lets the donkey loose, fires off a shot, the donkey takes off, and, of course, the it's able to drive the walkers uh, away from them so they can um, they can they can get away um, it's at this point that um, they're they're attacked like a uh, they get shot you know there's a shot from an arrow Daryl starts going after whoever whoever it is that shot him and uh, he kind of you know runs through this this area and then gets whacked on the back of a head um, and uh, falls down and it's a bunch of kids that got the jump on him. And my note says, oh, Daryl's slipping yeah, a little bite. bit here. Well, how <laughs> many hits to the head has this man had over the last decade or so? That, I mean, at some that, point, he, <laughs> I'm just saying, though, there definitely has to be, what is that that the football players get? The Concussion? Yeah, it's got to have the CTE issue going on or something. He's been hit in the head so many times. Fair enough, but you know, you know, like three episodes from now, there's going to be some like big confrontation. He's going to like blow up a castle while holding a spear in his one hand, and, and he'll be perfectly <laughs> conscious and fine. <laughs> so yes, I am going to call it out when these things happen. Where, chill, where the Lost Boys are <laughs> children get the, <laughs> where the, yeah, where the yes, damn goonies are able to come up on Daryl. He's like, oh no, I didn't see him. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, it turns out that they're they, they, these children take them back to their place and they're holed up in what used to be a preschool 
and it's it's like some real Lord of the Flies yeah. stuff going on in this place where it's just we we find that that there is a um, a teacher um, here that that is sick, but essentially it's just like children that were in this preschool um, from the ones who parents couldn't come pick they, them up. Right, and so they've been. They, well, they've you know just what it's like here. Um, I, I love the fact that it, it's a lot. It's a lot like the go ahead. like the the last season of um, the Telltale game, which does have like a whole school yeah. set up and kids, and it and it. I mean, you yes, know, like yes, obviously. Um, what's the, the Lord of the Flies comes up by default because that's a default like kids on their own story, but like this is actually organized sure. and they want to learn and they're do like they do like they're actually behaving, <laughs> like they're actually working as a group. To better than yeah, I think a lot of that credit goes right, but I think a lot of that credit goes to that teacher because she, I think, instilled that in them. Sure, but even then, it's still like a basically kid-run area at this point, and you know, it's not like there are factions and we all hate each other. We don't learn anything at all. Uh, It's like they actually try; they're actually trying to grow within this realm that they're right. Yeah, I like that it subverts the trope, yes. right? Because the trope is, oh, they're all just a bunch of anarchist, crazy, yeah. like you know, yeah, nanu, yeah, nanu. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I love the fact that Isabel says, "Oh, this is Father Daryl. He was sent from America <laughs> the on a look mission." Look on Daryl's face. Norman Reedus pulled that <laughs> off so perfect. <laughs> Father Daryl. Uh, yeah. Is that when the, he uh, says grace is the funnier uh, part. <laughs> Yeah. We'll get there. I, but we'll the, get the, there. To, to, kind of talking about you know what we're talking, what we mentioned, subverting the trope and stuff. You know, we find that once they're inside this this school, and it's it's kind of like a, I won't say fortress because it's not really a fortress, but it is very much like a closed off area. There's a lot of like scaffolding for them to kind of navigate higher up outside um, the area. Like this place has been modified from its. Oh yeah, they had the big spikes all on the front gates and whatnot yeah walker heads and um but they seem to be to kind of get back to their well-behavedness they also seem to be fairly um like god-fearing or religious like they're open to respecting isabel as a um as a religious person you know like that 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 actually means something to them you know and um and kind of embrace that coming in yeah um, and so they, you know, again, they, they come in, they're having a meal together. Everything's very civilized. Um, and then they, they talk about, uh, there's a castle nearby. There's a man from the castle that came, took a bunch of their stuff, um, you know, supplies, medicine, and, and being that, um, uh, that their, their teacher is, is sick. Like it, it's, they don't have the medicine to, to, um, to cure her. Um, and so Daryl, Daryl's like all in right off the bat of, okay, we're going to go get all that stuff. Like, oh, this castle is nearby. Like, like I'm, I'm in, um, and we'll do it because, you know, we'll get this medicine to treat the teacher. And, um, as we find out later that, you know, kind of a bit of a fool's errand, but, um, but yeah, later that night they're, they decided they're, they're watching television. Um, and, the, uh, like a VHS tape of Mork and Mindy, uh, with a French dub, which is hilarious, <laughs> Or French subtitles, I should say. Um, it, it's funny because they've watched, you know, clearly they've watched this so many. You could tell, like, the tape itself has got, like, the wear lines on it. Like, it's been watched, like, a thousand times. They're all reciting all of the, the dialogue with it. They've watched it so many times. They know uh, they know the, the dialogue in and out. So, you know, if you, if you have to be stuck with one television show after the world ends, that's a great one to be stuck with. Is that after the dinner? Yeah. Okay, yes. yeah, so the Grace thing. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I thought that yeah, was great. I, yeah. I thought it was, like, it, not in terms of, like, he's doing himself yes. as an actual father or whatever. And obviously, that's, you know, the joke of the thing. But I, 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 I was legit, like, very pleased with, like, the fact that he found words to say, like, regardless of him trying to, like, it's not like he's trying to hold up a charade of being an actual priest, but I just like that he actually found something that felt meaningful, like in the realm of this world. Like we don't yeah. get we don't get a lot of like introspection from Daryl as far as what he actually thinks about what's happened in society. 
So, like, the fact that the show decided to give us, like, a little bit of that, pretty good. Well, and I'm pretty sure that's the longest soliloquy that and, and Daryl and, has ever had on The Walking Dead. He's probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't the knee-jerk reaction of, oh, no, I don't think, like, that that's not for me. Like, I don't think I should. You know, th- like, that's what we would expect out of Daryl. So the fact that we got something yeah. meaningful, I thought was, yeah, I, I, yeah, well done. Um, him and Isabel later that night as they're going to sleep, um, Isabel asked Daryl if he watched uh, Mork and Mindy, and he's like, yeah, I watched it with my brother, and he he kind of makes it into, and you could tell when they're watching it, like they focus on Daryl and he almost has like tears in his eyes because it's like, it's this weird, like odd moment of obviously reckoning back to his childhood. The fact that these children are just having this moment of joy, um, sitting around watching television, which is something that he probably thought would never, you know, be a thing. Um, you know, that, that people, people would do, um, and so, yeah, he mentioned he watched it with his brother and it was kind of like an escape from the, you know, the craziness of their dad and everything else that, that was going on in their, in their world. Um, we cut to the, to the flashback. Um, and Lily, Isabel's sister is clearly sick. Um, uh, at this point we think she's just sick and like there's something wrong with her. So Isabel and Quinn get out at the gas station and Isabel kind of. I pushed. already kind of suspected why she was ill. I kind of did, and foresaw that coming. But yeah, I, I, when they, when they got out for the gas station, I was like, "Is Isabel going to go to like the back room and the security cameras to put on uh, season one, episode two of of Daryl Dixon to find out what's going on and fast forward the tape and be like, oh yeah, she's probably done.' That'd be nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, once Isabel confronts her, it's it's clear she's pregnant. Um, but she's, she's pregnant, but you could also tell she's, she's also like not well. Um, yeah, no, she's dying. <laughs> like, well, that's, yes, that's, that was, that was my, that was my takeaway. I was like, okay, she's probably going to turn into a zombie. I didn't, but, I mean, but that, for one but, thing, for, for one thing, this show is about this character. As far as this character is concerned is she came to some nunnery at some point for a reason and she has a past. I'm like, okay, so this sister's gone. Where There's a reason she's not at the nunnery. Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, yes, it was very clear to me that the decision wasn't making. I'm not saying I'm not saying it was predictable. I'm not hard, I'm not like complaining about it. It's no, no, more I, get of, you. I, 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 I see like the strings of where this is going. Yeah. Well, I was suspecting that Laurent was was she was actually his mother, but it you know as soon as the sister entered the picture, I was like, I bet it's her, and that's yeah. why she's sick. And then when they got to the gas station, I was like, Yep, I was right. What's what's, what's interesting? <laughs> I was going to say, it'd be the weakest twist if it was like, I'm the mother. And it's like, you waited one episode to tell us that? All right, fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, that, that's like an end of episode one reveal, not a not a drag you out through episode two reveal. Right. Um, but it, it, it almost, what's interesting is it seemed like she was sick beyond being pregnant prior to her being bit. Like... I mean, clearly she gets bit when they have that confrontation, but it almost like it almost seemed like getting bit was not um, relevant. Well, I guess it is relevant because I think I know where they're going with this. Anyway, um, we'll we'll, we'll say that for later. I think that's just the French attitude. Well, I don't think they understood. They understood at the time what it meant getting bit. No, no, no. That that's clear, but. Oh, you're talking about the consequences of, like, he's going to have some kind of immunity or something? Well, I mean, yeah, we'll get there. But um, I I just meant it it seemed like she was sick before getting bit. Oh, I hear you. Yeah, it's called being pregnant. (laughs) No, 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 no. Stop. I think. I, I think it's more of that's just the French attitude. It's kind of aloof. <laughs> it's kind of how they are. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm directly um, commenting on French people. I'm sorry. Let's, I'm making yes. this up as I go. <laughs> you've just you've just isolated our entire French sector of our audience. Um. So yeah, at the, at this point, once Quinn finds out that she's pregnant, 
he wants to leave her and basically tells Isabel, like, hey, look, we can't take her with us, given everything that's going on. We'll find a clinic or we'll find a hospital or something um, and, and leave her behind. Um, and obviously, and, that, and obviously Quinn, that's going to go well. <laughs> yeah. It's also Quinn has a gun, too. Like, I, I'm not really sure what the purpose of show I, other than. Well, him and I, Isabel I guess we saw him. seem to be partners in crime in the little criming that she's doing. No, I, I know, but given his, the way he leave, like, given what happens in this episode, I don't know how that's relevant to things that happen in this episode. Like, like it's not Chekhov's gun where it just comes back like later in the episode to be like, oh, he's actually, you know, he shot his way out of a bunch of walkers coming. Like, it just seemed like a weird thing to show and not do anything with. Um, but Isabel steals his keys. And he's like, okay, I'm just going to go make a call. I'll be right back. And, of course, she gets in the car, gets Isabel, and they haul ass out of there. And Quinn gives Quinn, um, Quinn gives kind of like a eh, game-recognized game kind of look to the situation. He's yes. not very mad. He's yeah. Like, yeah, I probably would have done, yes. done that, too. <laughs> yes. Um. So we cut back to Daryl and Lou. So at this point, Daryl Daryl's gonna go to the castle. He's taking Lou with him. I really like Lou, by the way. I think she's a she's she's been. If if this is the only thing we see of Lou, I think that'll be kind of disappointing to me because I I think she's actually, <laughs> for what little we saw of her, she's actually a pretty good character. I think we get enough of her to know um, that she's probably gonna come back in some form. Yeah. Well, I, 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 that's, that's enough of an established area for me to think that's not the last we've seen of this. I looked her up because I was like, yeah. she looks familiar, but I guess I really hadn't seen her in anything before. But apparently before this, she was in some show called Plan B, and she also played a character named Lou in that as well. Uh, what I'm hearing is Rich thinks all French people look alike, so be angry at him, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um. But it's funny, like Lou knows. I mean, again, not the greatest secret in the world that Daryl's yeah. not a, not actually a, a, she's a not, priest, she's not but a child. <laughs> she pieced that she pieced that yes. nugget of information together. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, but she but she actually calls him out on it. She's like, "Look, I I know you're not a priest." <laughs> like, and and Daryl doesn't insult her intelligence. By yeah, yes, I am. Look, look at my uh, collar. Oh, I must have dropped it off somewhere. Or... <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we, we, so we cut back to Laurent who's, um, interacting with some children and they're kind of, Not uh, cool to him. he's kind of <laughs> embellishing. Yes. They're, they're they, Yes, they are. This is the one case of kids being kids, I guess. Um, cause they're kind of being ugly to him. And he talks about how his dad went off to fight. I love it. He says, my dad went off to fight the hungry ones. I like how he called, he called the walkers, yeah, the yeah. hungry ones. Um, and he got a medal and everything, so he's kind of embellishing his uh, his past and and uh, and and w- you know where he comes from and who he is. Um, and these kids kind of pick at him for it, um, which is interesting because in the as we get to in the end, like he, he actually wants to stay, so um, he's able to kind of um, make amends there. Um, we cut back to the flashback. Uh, Lily is thinking there's something wrong with the baby. Like she's, I'm, I'm guessing. So a couple things. One, we find out she's seven months pregnant. Um, she's been hiding it. So probably she hasn't been taking very good care of herself. She probably isn't been taking, you know, whatever the like neonatal vitamin, all like she, she's probably not taking very good care of herself. So the fact that, she thinks something wrong. I'm I'm guessing this is probably like premature labor ish kind of things going on, or 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 who knows what. Um, which again kind of feeds into the fact that I felt like that there was something wrong with her outside of of outside of being pregnant. Um, that 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 she that she was like legitimately sick. Um, uh, so they come up to a, a like a cops on the roadside, some like roadside assistance van and everything. The lights going off, so they decide to stop and see what what's going on. Um, and uh, they they get they get out, and of course they just see that all the noise and everything is just drawing more walkers to whatever crisis was going on at, at on the side of the road to begin with. Um, they start to kind of get swarmed and. Um, they get in the car and they race off. Um, 
and we'll we'll find that there was a consequence to this uh, in a bit. But um, back in back in the present day, uh, we find Laurent who's out and about um, and finds the donkey. So the donkey that that Daryl cut loose and ran uh, to ran away um, was uh, the walkers got him. Like he's sitting there just like half. Which sucks. And, um, yeah. and and poor Laurent. Yes, he's very sad for his donkey. Um, more Lou and Daryl, um, where we find out that the last time that they tried this raid and they were unsuccessful and some of them didn't come back, that Lou was actually on the raid. So Daryl asked, like, were you on the raid last? And she, she said, yes. Um, I like, th- I like that it is legit yeah. a castle. Like exactly. this wasn't just like an exaggeration of like, Classic it's room. literally a castle. Too many castles. Um, <laughs> like, doesn't right. everybody Drops there live in a castle? There's an empty moat. Like it's stereotypically a castle. <laughs> yes. I yeah. love that the walkers are the moat. Like instead of water being in the yeah. moat, it's like filled with walkers to act as a moat, which I thought was obviously uh, on the nose, but yet, uh, but, uh, mm-hmm. but, but appropriate. Um, we cut back to the flashback and this is where, uh, Lily and Isabel come up to the, uh, I, I guess it's a church. It's like an abbey or I don't know what you would call it, like a, a sanctuary, what, whatever you want to call it. Um, so they, they, they get there, they're let in. Um, and it turns out that Lily was bit, um, and and this is where she lets Isabel know that um, that she was seven that she's seven months pregnant at this point. So, um, but yeah, they try and they like bandage her up. You know, they don't immediately go, "Oh, geez, you're bit. You're clearly like we need <laughs> to shoot you in the head," kind of thing. It's it's like, uh, um, you know, they're still trying. They're still figuring it out. And again, this is the early like at this point, it's probably like maybe probably what a couple few days at the most since since all this went down. Maybe a week at best. Um, uh, very little time since since everything kind of went to hell. Um, then we cut back to the to the present, and Isabel finds Laurent and kind of uh, understands what's going on, you know, with him with finding the donkey. And um, we cut back to Daryl and Lou, which they're looking for. It looks like they're looking for weapons at first, but but we find that Daryl's looking for something to act like a uh, uh, like a hook. Uh, with with uh, with uh, some some line some uh, rope and uh, I like that he like Lou gives him something and he's like no we need to find something a little bigger like see if you can find something a little bigger than that and Lou turns around and starts looking and Daryl like sneaks out and locks her in <laughs> in the shed um, and of course that doesn't make her happy but he's like look I'm going to keep you safe um, so again a very Daryl thing to do like you know trying to to protect uh, the people he's with. And, and you can tell she you didn't know, watch the 11 you know, seasons of the walking dead. <laughs> Correct. Correct. They didn't get those tapes over there yet. Um, so yeah, so Daryl, you know, makes himself a little hook, climbs over the, the drawbridge, um, starts scrounging around, finds the meds, medical, the medical uh, supplies and everything else. Um, and then he starts hearing like this, this child, I, I love. I had the caption. Well, the, I had the captions on. So this kid yeah. is like cursing in French, <laughs> yelling to get let to get let out of the <laughs> the thing. Uh, Daryl goes in there and he he says his, his name is um, I, I forget. Well, it, it's uh, I forget how he pronounces it in French, but he's like, oh, oh, Harrison. He goes, it's it's Harrison and. And uh, Daryl's like, great, yeah, Harrison, perfect. And he's like, no, 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 it's like in in English, it's Hedgehog. <laughs> so this kid's name is, is is Hedgehog, which I thought was was just great. Um, so they, they yeah they get pinned down because there's 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 a guy across the courtyard above that's shooting at them. Um, and Daryl's gonna go take him out, but he leaves the kid with the gun and he gives him like the the 10 second crash course on how to load and fire a weapon. And I love it. He's like, you do this, you put this in here, you put this over the top. He's like, he gives him the gun. He goes, you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. <laughs> Give me some cover. Give me some cover. Give me some cover. <laughs> Father Jones, go figure things out over here. <laughs> yeah. 
I just, I just, the whole thing just cracked me up. It's just like, it's very Daryl. Just like, you know, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to show you how to do this half ass and then, and then just, yeah, you'll figure it out. Which is very um, dangerous type of weapon to have somebody do trial and error on. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so at this point we cut back, Lou is trying to get out of the shed that she's been trapped in. And of course, uh, somebody comes up and starts, you know, pulling on the door and she's got her bow draw back and, um, very dramatic. The door opens up, you know, and we can't see who it is, but it's somebody that's got some like, you know, big coat or whatever on. And we never, we never actually see who it is. Um, and then, then we cut away. Um, so we go, um, to Daryl, who's able to snake his way around, um, and gets the drop on the guy, uh, the guy that's there. His name is Gaines and he's from Giddings, Texas, which, I wonder if I wonder if old Gaines knows the crew from Fear because Giddings is like thirty uh, five ish miles south of Austin, like between it's it's basically between Houston and San Antonio. It's not too far from where I lived in Luling. Well, actually, it's but less than. Uh, but hadn't he been in France since before the fall? He has. So I don't know how he would have known any of our group there. No, I said. Uh, well, some of those people were in Texas prior to. Well, yeah, but I'm thinking the of the main group is like Alicia and all that. Maybe his family, maybe his family knows the people. Yeah, and maybe his family ended up being in the cult. Um, <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so so Gaines is another American from Giddings, um, played by Ned Dennehy, um, and he, he plays like the kind of the stereotypical crazy American Texan, like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, over the top accent and all, um, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, and he, it's, it's interesting because he's like, Oh, I'm, I just, you know, I want to go back home. And Daryl has to break it to him. Like, uh, yo, dumb, there's no like there's nobody there. <laughs> like there's nobody in America. It's like, even in Texas, like he points it out specifically, like there's nobody, like they're all Bro's gone. gone. Everybody's, everybody's it's dead. No more dominoes, no yeah. more McRibs. You're gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that there's a good argument that could be made that the McRib is actually what started the zombie apocalypse. So. That's, uh, can't prove a negative. That, that's true. <laughs> it was either that or the Grimace shake. Yeah, there's no rule that says dogs can't lead the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, so yeah, he doesn't realize that every, that everybody's going, and when he does, he's kind of like in, incredulous at first. Like, it's just like, what? Um, so then they decide, okay, they load up a bunch of stuff. They load up the cart. They're going to take all the goods back and they, they tie this, this guy gains up and drag him off the back of the, uh, of, of the cart. And of course they're going across the bridge, the, the tailgate of the, of the cart falls and of course, all the explosive stuff falls down below, um, which forces Daryl to go back, put the gun down, go back, um, try and shore everything up and get it get it done. And of course, the uh, Gaines is is taunting him. And um, as Daryl's has kind of has his back turned, there's a there's a rifle in the back of the uh, of the truck. And Gaines makes a, and makes a run for it. And I did not see that coming. Um, I mean, I, it's not like they focused on that rifle like two and three times with the camera before. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. I, I, this was a very well done episode, but that was just a little out there. <laughs> yeah, you, well, you gotta have your, you, you gotta have at least one moment that that's a little like. But yeah. it's just the way they set up Daryl where um, they go, you stay there now. Like, come on. <laughs> exactly. Like Daryl yeah, is it's like way twice in one episode, like some street some doofus. than that. Yeah. Uh, so of course the guy Gaines runs up, grab tries to grab the rifle, Daryl goes they kind of uh you know have a scuffle, and of course they both fall off the side uh of the bridge. The only difference is Daryl is not tied to a rope. <laughs> Um, and he's able to move around where poor Gaines, um, is strung up by the rope and, uh, he doesn't make it, uh, very well. I thought it was fun for the zombies there. They've been stuck in that moat for all this time and now they get a pinata party. Exactly. Yes. I I will say Um, this. I was, I was all for this kind of scene. 
and like seeing him strung up and fall over the bridge, I'm like, okay, that's gonna be fun. It could have been gorier. <laughs> it was. It felt a, it yes. felt a little. It yes. felt like they held back a little from making that more of a th- no more of a thing. Yeah. yeah. We did get Daryl with the mace, which is cool. Obviously. Again, swinging the mace over yeah. his head, whacking d- zombies. Yeah, in that's, that was a very cool give, scene. Give me twenty more minutes of that. No <laughs> notes. <laughs> that's always fun. Yeah. Um, and of course, it's uh, we need to like restart the clock, right? Daryl blew something up oh, in this yeah. episode, so we'll have to restart the clock for him to to do it again. That was a, that was a good. Of course, these gas yeah. tanks. <laughs> He's able to rifle the gas tanks. You know what? This is where I hate the Mythbusters because they have busted this myth. So every time I see somebody shooting a, a, a flammable conta- container in a in a movie or anything, I'm like, "Damn it, they've ruined it for me." Um, no, the, when the when the tanks fell over the thing, it obviously knocked one of the valves loose, so gas was already coming out of there. <laughs> F- fair enough. <laughs> um. So yeah, so he's uh, uh, he blows everything up. He's a little disoriented, obviously, from the explosion. And at this moment, Lou and her buddy come to the rescue, and they start sniping off uh, zombies with uh, with the bow and arrow. They and they help um, Daryl. Uh, they re- rescue Daryl. Um, and then the one guy that was helping Lou that that basically got Lou out of the um, uh, the shed. Because Lou even says something to him like, oh, you know, you sure – like what does she say? Like, uh, oh, you still think you can go do this on your own or something like that? Like she makes a smart comment about how um, like he, he, he did need help after all. Um, and so they, the, the friend that, that rescued Lou recognizes one of their – so when they did this raid, some of them didn't come back. Obviously the yeah. two of them that, that, that have helped – and then they find a third person that was that was with them on the or fourth person that was with them on the raid down in the in the um the one guy's the brother and yeah and they want to put him down because he's you know he's turned and so Lou pulls the bow back she's starting to you know, cry she's very emotional um and then it was really cool it, the way it was done because it was off camera Daryl fires the crossbow and ends up being the one mm-hmm. to shoot him um to kind of save Lou from having to, to go through it. that, um, which again, I think that pays off very well at the end of the episode. So, um, so obviously they, they have all the supplies. They make it back to the, 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 the daycare, the, 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 um, where everybody's at. And we find out that Madame Dubois did not make it. Um, and Daryl tells her, he's like, look, she was never going to yeah. make it. He's like, I just told you that, um, you know, so we could go get the supplies. Like basically I just, I, I knew she wasn't going to make it, but I needed to give you a reason, you know, to, to, you know, tell us where this place was so we can go do something. Um, and so, like I said, to, to pay it off, they're all there as she's, as she dies and Daryl says, okay, I'll, I'll take care of it. You guys go outside. And then Lou says, no, I want to be the one to do it. It should be me. And so she, she does it. So I, I, again, I thought that was, um, a, a good interaction between between Daryl and Lou. I, I really, um, I, I almost get like a, I almost get like a Maggie vibe out of Lou a little bit. Yeah, you know? I can not, not not even like that's, a Carol vibe, but more yeah, like a Maggie sure. vibe. Well, I also think while both would have been hard for her, I think the one with the the guy in the moat, um, she felt responsible for his death because she took him on that mission. Whereas the teacher dying wasn't really anything she could take blame for, even though it's not her fault, the other yeah. either, but you know how people think. Yeah. Um, so they're getting ready to pack up and leave. And Laurent actually wants to stay. Like he's finally found for the first time in his life, like friends and, and people that he can, even though they were kind of razzing him a bit and giving him a hard time, like, He's not used to being around children. He's not used to being around people his own age. So he finally finds this um, environment where they're having good time. They're watching television and stuff. So Lauren actually wants to stay, but but of course he cannot. Um, so we cut back to the church, and th- this is the first time we see Cadron uh, back in this episode. And he's going about the church. He finds Daryl's tape, 
And that convenient map that has their entire plot, a course laid out, uh, their entire uh, trip like a I would have uh, thought like map, uh, that Daryl <laughs> would have thought of, we need to destroy this. <laughs> well, not necessarily torch the place, but destroy like all the hints of where they might be going because he knows that that guy got away. I mean... Now, granted... It's France, so if you're going to go somewhere, True. <laughs> you're pretty much going to Paris. So, like, it, not too much of a stretch to find out, like, okay, where is it they're going to go? But but I did think it was funny that it's like, oh, there's the map with the perfectly laid out path of exactly the road they're yeah. going to take. Um, but anyway, um, so obviously Cadrone is going to be on their, on their trail shortly. Um and so we end the episode with the, the, the last part of the flashback where Lily dies in childbirth. Um, she doesn't even give birth to, to yeah, the child yeah. at this point. She dies. And at this point, the priest knows like, Oh shit. Like, <laughs> like he's trying to find his, like he's sterilizing himself. He's trying to find his instruments. Cause he knows he's, he's like, gotta okay, we got to cut this baby out before this, before yeah. this happens. Um, and so, um, well, I don't think he necessarily knows she's turning. I think it's well, well he moved pretty because, fast for somebody who didn't think well, that, that because was when she died, that meant that all of her support to the baby was done. So the baby had to come out quick or it would die. Yeah, but I mean, he's moving like real fast. I just I don't <laughs> think that they had any idea what all of that meant yet. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. It, to, to me, it just seemed like he's moving awful quick, like he knew some bad mojo was about to go down. Um, but Isabel even says, like, oh, she's, you know, she's moving. Like, she thought, okay, maybe she's not dead. Um, and it's clear that she's she's coming back. And so they um, strap her down, cut her open, pull the baby out, and the baby's alive. Um, and they give the baby to Isabel, who takes the baby and starts to walk around the grounds and comes across a statue of St. Laurent. And yeah. lo and behold. Wait, what? A <laughs> child is Remember born. Remember way back in the first season of the main show when, was it, uh, Amy, I think, died? And it was a good six to ten hours before she came back. And we thought that that was going to yeah. be the I mean, standard and... That went out the window by the end of season two. But it depends where they're bit. Yeah, it depends where they're fast and loose. Other than there's variables. I think they could, I, yeah, I know what you're. I know what you're saying. And that's where we stand at the end of episode two. Yeah. So, what do you guys think? So, how many burners do you give this episode? Um. I I I want to go higher than a four, but I'm going to stick at, at four. But this was a very enjoyable episode. There was a couple of eye-rolling moments, like the whole thing with the gun and the cart and all that. But for the most part, I thought that um, all of the the you know flashing back to the fall in Europe and all of that stuff was just fantastically done. Um, I don't know. I just uh, everything about this episode was great. I thought I do want to see more of those kids, or at least um, Lou and maybe a couple of the other ones, um, just because I don't know. They, it just now that you've said it, uh, yeah, it, she does kind of have that Maggie vibe a little bit. I don't know. I just I really enjoyed that character. Um, so yeah, I, I got to go with four. I'm at three point five burners. I think um, I, I like this episode. I would say a little talky. Um, you know, it, it didn't like throw me off. It's just more of like if last week gets a four for me because it has nuns versus an army, then it's like, well, this is this isn't that necessarily. But it has plenty of strong highlights, like the opening of the with France being taken down essentially, and um, you know Daryl yeah. fights a bunch of people with a mace, and you know there's stuff like that. And it's not like I only need action. There's plenty of like good. There's good dialogue here, and I mentioned the grace already I really like. There's plenty of good stuff in this one. I wasn't necessarily over the moon for it, but I think it's a solid episode. Yeah. 3.5 murder seems about right for me. 
That'd be Russ. Cool. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give it four. Um, I I felt like I enjoyed this this episode as much as last episode. Right. Maybe even just a little bit more. Um, and and again, I think I think a lot of it is just. I, I'll be honest. When I first started watching the episode and we started getting the flashbacks, I was like, eh, I don't know. like you know, because sometimes the flashback episodes for me aren't strong. You know, they're. I, yeah. I think sometimes they're done well, and sometimes I agree. Not. With I that. think this one. I think that this one was done really well. Um, I agree. You know, I think it was handled handled really well, um, and I think <clears throat> I think the way they interspersed it um, was good. And I, I just I, I again I think subverting the trope with the kids is what really kind of pushes it up for me because yeah. I think that could have easily just turned into the typical like okay these kids are all just a bunch of assholes and you know they're just going to stymie anything that Daryl and the rest of them want to do and you know it's just going to be them fighting the kids at every tr- at every turn and so it was it was kind of nice to not have that um and and to just kind of um get to know them a little better so um yeah four for me that's a, that's a fair way to put it uh, if we do a Daryl Dixon retrospective in 10 years um, maybe I'll change my my murder <laughs> All right. Did we get any Facebook comments this week? Uh, yeah, we did on our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash group slash WTTV podcast, where every week we put up the the uh, the posts for every, for all the listeners to submit their own ratings on the episodes. And we got a, we got one for last week's episode as well that I wanted to read so we don't like leave it up the dust here since she came in a little late. But Tammy about the first episode wrote Sierra and I Really enjoyed the first episode. Finding out that France has multiple kinds of walkers is really interesting. It's an excellent way to tie in what we already know about the French scientists poking around. Who knows what kind of mess they made? Four point five baguettes. That was for <laughs> last week's episode. Now pulling up the uh, this week's episode, um, we have two here. One from one's from Kevin Barry. He writes three point five burners out of five. I think there was a fear episode with a bunch of lost kids without parents who needed Morgan's help, but I was entertained. Was there is there a fear episode of Morgan doing something like this? Well, in this last season, season, there was with it's all, about, the, it's all about kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were corrupt kids. These are fun kids. <laughs> These are fun yeah. French kids, or as I call it, BFFC. I still, I still <laughs> kids with a C with a C apparently. <laughs> fun French infants. You're edgy like that. It's, it's a fun French infant. It's the FFI. Les les enfants. Yeah, les enfants non terribles. Um, all right. <laughs> this next one, <laughs> let's do this for five more minutes. This next one is from, uh, Sunamora. He writes five, the day, the, the, the day, five, the day Skyfell French edition, Seon shows it's a thing out of five, I suppose. Uh, one, so she's just trying every vice, eh? Uh, the May, they last the longest, but clearly the, it's got harder, Got hit the hardest as well. Two, the Lost Boys and Girls, eh? Can't even crow, right? Rufio. The preschool reminds me of the border <laughs> school that Clem and AJ end up at the final season of the Telltale series. There you go. <laughs> like I'm saying, dub dub thanks for the grub. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, it's an American prayer. Three, biking, let's see us, Mork and Mindy, and it's a great way to stay in shape, although why an American show? Oh, to help with their English. Okay, can't remember the boys' names, but I bet he is Lucy. Everyone loves these English American shows more than their own TV. There's a reason why we don't have like a French version of Friends over here. (laughs) (laughs) We we export our stuff because it's better. That's not what I'm saying. I'm kidding. It would would be called Amis. All right. Um, Four. So what's Lily's plan? One day a baby is here. When was she going to tell her sister? The day before, obviously. Um, Five. So she's just using Daryl about La Boy being a messiah. It's just to get him to a better place. Hedgehog, are you a witch too, like her? Sigh, of course the other American is hoarding. Well, yeah. I, <laughs> that, that Sorry, that's pretty sigh. funny. That <laughs> yeah, be, I mean, that's as American <laughs> as apple pie and hot dogs at the baseball game. <laughs> Six, nanu nanu. Okay, I can see how the Abbey would think he's a messiah, not understanding what's happening in this chaos. But yeah, Isabel knows that's a crock. Lafax, 1A, the title of this episode, Alouette, is French and means Lark. Lark is also the name that Padre gave Madison Clark. Did we ever notice that Clark and Lark rhyme and it's really uncreative? (laughs) 
No. Yeah, we never but that, that but now that I see it in writing, yeah. Yeah, really, they really just kind of gave up. It's like, uh, Bird, what's the Madison Clark? A lark. There we go. I'm done. <laughs> it makes sense. This boy, by the way, I'm, I'm so happy that he's probably not the Messiah, because if all it takes to cure zombieism is to carve out a baby from some dying woman and it's like, oh, he's immune. Like, come on. That's, that's ridiculous. And also weird. A weird way to go. But, you know, we'll see where things go, I guess. Well, we never did find out who the father was. <laughs> okay. Zeus. <laughs> it, it could have been a holy ghost. He's it's he's Blade. He's Blade. He has all of all of the strengths and none yeah. of the weaknesses of a zombie. And Isabel's whistler. Um... <laughs> Yes. Oh, and it all comes full circle Norman because Reedus Norman Reedus was stud in Blade Two. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, well, cool. Before we get out of here, Aaron, where can people find you on the internet when you're not on vacation? Yes, when I'm not vacationing, you can find me at thecodezeke.com. That's my personal blog where everything I do lines up, but I host a podcast called Out Now, Aaron Abe. My friend Abe and I discuss weekly movie review movie releases. I'm on Lead of Entertainment for my movie reviews, as well as my review for the Caesar Beer of Daryl Dixon, and I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. You mean X? Mama named a Twitter. I'm going to call him Twitter. <laughs> I'm still going to call it the summit. I'm still going to call it Comiskey Park. I'm still going to call yeah. it <laughs> Bruce Willis Tower. <laughs> yes. Uh, Seriously, yes, I will not call it the Well, Willis I'm on Tower. the socials at Chubtoad01. I, however, am no longer on Twitter slash X slash terrible social media platform. I'm, I'm, only, I'm only on there because Elon makes a whole lot of sense. <laughs> What? I was I was never on Twitter and it had nothing to do with any of it. <laughs> what if that was true? <laughs> Go on, Rich, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no, I was done. <laughs> All right. And you can find me and Mr. Taylor when he's uh awake at uh over at Gotham by Geeks, um over at the Taylor Network of Podcasts, which is fun. We're Doing a lot of cool Batman stuff. We did a we did a rehash. We don't normally cover topics we already covered, but I recently watched the Batman, um, Great. not the cartoon, but the Great. movie. Um, after picking it up on 4K Blu-ray, and so it prompted the guys to go back and revisit since it came out, and we, we kind of just kind of updated our opinions on it. So that was fun. Uh, so yeah, so check every check check us out over there. Cool. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We will be back next week for episode three, hopefully with a full boat. So until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, Nanu Nanu.